Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Jake. This is our podcast. We're going to talk more about Bachelor week two. Week two. We just finished watching the episode. We did. Like five minutes ago. Yeah. My head is still spinning. (laughs) This week, so many things. Yeah. It started off so good. It was a really good start. It. I think it was like classic Bachelorette, like you had a really, really good group date. More specifically, I'm talking about Copper Copper. being back. (laughs) Copper is awesome. He's running all around the grounds of where Rachel is staying. He's on three legs. He's killing it. He's he's just hopping all around, having a great time. Who knew? He's adapting to this three-legged life so well. And this bachelorette life, because it seems like he's going to play a pretty big part in this, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited about that. Me too. So we got a little glimpse right at the beginning of what this episode was going to be about, and it seemed like sport dates, lots of kissing, and cheater drama. Oh, yeah. Cheater drama. And I think we got all of that. Yeah. So let's just talk about that first date card. Let's jump into it. Jump right in. So who's on the group date? All right. We had Dean, Jack, Blake... Kenny, Lucas, Jonathan, Iggy, and Fred. And the date card said, looking for husband material. Ooh. Ooh, Because she is. She's serious. Yeah, I mean, that's why they're here. Yep. So. So it starts off, Rachel's just like barbecuing. She's like flipping burgers. There's hot dogs. There's like football stuff around. I expected there to be guy drama with the barbecue. Yeah, like somebody like was going to take ego stuff yeah, going like on. on the grill master. Yeah. I'm surprised grill master wasn't said at all either. That seems like one of the words that would come up a lot. Yeah. The football game seemed pretty good too. Yeah, it was pretty lighthearted. The the general theme of that time was that no one likes Lucas. And that came up for the entire date and was just kind of like too much for me. Yeah, it definitely seemed like everybody was just going to gang up on Lucas. Actually, really, it seemed like Blake just wants to gang up on Lucas. Right. Where I would love to know that story more. Yeah. Something happened. Mm-hmm. They were on some show together in the past. They were on a show? Yeah, they had some experience. I thought it was that um, Lucas or Blake's ex-girlfriend lives with Lucas. Or other way around. Lucas's ex-girlfriend lives with Blake. Yeah, there's more to it. And I might have heard a little bit about it online. Ah. That they have a past. I think they were on a reality TV show together before. Oh, were they? Yeah, but... They haven't really talked a lot about that. Gotcha. But yeah, something weird is going on where Blake lives with Lucas's ex-girlfriend, and we learn later that he is evicting her, right. which seems super classy. Right. Because um, she's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What? I don't know why we need to know about all that. Yeah. Or if we do, then I want to know all of the details. Yeah. None of this little hints of drama. Yeah. I want all the drama. Or none of the drama. All the drama or none of the drama. So Iggy uh, thoughtfully narrates some more stuff (laughs) for us today. And he points out that he's just not sure if Lucas is for real. Yeah. So he's just expressing the general feeling of the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lucas is just having a blast, though. They're playing football. He picks Rachel up. She's like, I'm in a dress. Yeah. Like, be mindful of this. (laughs) Uh, But still seems to be enjoying having him around. Mm -hmm. She brought some friends to help her out with a date. She brought. Ashton and Myla Kunis. Oh my gosh. Famous friends. Oh my gosh. She has so many famous friends. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, crazy. And we find out that that the two of them watch The Bachelor. Monday nights. Well, right. That's when we all watch it. <laughs> Except we didn't used to in yeah. the past. We yeah. were Tuesday watchers because we watch on Hulu. Yeah. But this week is the first week that we watched it live. We bought an antenna. We like bought an antenna. People. And now I feel like I'm actually part of Bachelor Nation. Yeah. 
But we're still, I don't know, watching it with all those commercials. Actually, the commercials are good. Yeah, because we can get up and Some of those are funny. I wish we could narrate the commercials, yeah. too. Um, um, maybe, maybe another podcast. So they started watching it because people were saying that Jared looked like Ashton. That's Which one was Jared? Okay. Jared was the guy that Ashley I was obsessed with on <gasps> oh, in man. Paradise. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's Jared. I don't think he really looks like Ashton, yeah. but whatever. I'm glad that they watch it and enjoy yeah. it together. Um, they are, they point out some good things about what would make good husband material. Like, Mm -hmm. do you have a job and do you have health insurance? Everybody says they have a job, which I don't think is true. Because Tickle Monster's not a real job. (laughs) Tickle Monster's not a real job. (laughs) I don't know that Waboom is a real job either. (laughs) But I don't know. We'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. At least Dean did not raise his hand for the health insurance. No. So whatever he's doing, maybe he's freelance. Yeah, we'll just say he's freelancing. He's not hooked up through uh, work. Yeah. Right before they actually showed what the challenge was going to be, it jumped back to the house for a minute. And, like, Lee was talking shit to a lot of people, and it was kind of weird. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was something interesting to note. Yeah, all the guys were bonding, except Lee was saying, like, weird stuff. Like, if people aren't behaving, like, he's happy that there's one less person. Or, he was, yeah, he was being sort of aggressive, but yeah. then being like, haha, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but he wasn't being, he not, wasn't kidding. Yeah. Yeah, because that's weird. Yep. So then they head over to the op- the husband material obstacle course. Kenny sees that there's babies involved, and he's all excited yeah, because he's, he's a hands-on dad. He's a super dad. So he uh, he has an advantage in there. He also says later that he's a seven-degree black belt in diapers. Yep, yep, yep. I love Kenny. Yeah, Kenny's pretty awesome. Um, Iggy, again, voice of reason, says <laughs> that he always planned to change a diaper, but he wasn't expecting it to be today. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point, though, because you don't expect to go on to The Bachelorette and change someone's diaper. No, but I'm glad that after last year uh, with the girls having to shovel poop that uh, the guys get to deal with some poop. Although it probably wasn't real poop. That would be weird. Sometimes, though, those um, baby doll things uh, that they give to kids in high school, like the poop actually smells bad. Yeah. But it's not real poop. But it's still not real poop. Like right. It won't. It doesn't have the same germs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. I was just thinking more but of smell. But it does smell bad. And You're that's still gross. Germs. Yeah. Yeah. So the tasks for the obstacle course are a diaper change. Then they put on baby Bjorns and vacuum. Then they pull a nasty hair out of the drain. It wasn't really a hair. It was just like a big rope. But that is a really nasty job. And I appreciate that, is... that you do that. Yeah, in our I relationship. do. I do have to <laughs> do that. We split the vacuuming. We haven't had to deal with the diaper changing. Mm-hmm. Um, the dish, dish drain, they had to reach around in the sink with all the water and dishes and mm-hmm. find a ring. That's not a, a real thing. A giant diamond ring. So we don't do that. Well, if you were to drop your ring into the dish. <laughs> I think I would get it. Yeah, probably. I mean, we, I, you could help me, though, I guess. Sure. That's fine. Uh, and then they had to set a table, which we never do. <laughs> because we eat at the table. We just eat on the couch, <laughs> on our laps, on a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have a table. I guess if we were going to set it, we would share that task. Yeah, well, you we... set, you help set the table at my parents' house that's all the true. time. There's that one. And then also um, when we have guests over on the back porch, mm-hmm. we'll set that table. And we both do that usually. Yeah, and mm. then they had to grab a bouquet of flowers and run over to her. Yes, run through that line. You went plant shopping with me the other day. So it's so, pretty similar. Yeah. We basically so as do far these as things. this husband material task set, you're doing quite well. Cool. Good, good. Good to hear. <laughs> Ashton had mentioned that he didn't think that anyone in that group was was her her husband. And he knew on day one that Mila was going to be his wife. 
Right. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that he predicted that none of the guys mm. in that group will be the one. Yeah. And later it kind of played out that most of them seemed like duds. Yeah. When she started getting some one-on-one time with them afterwards, she was not too into it. Yeah. So we learned during the Husband Material Obstacle course that Dean has never held a baby. Mm-hmm. We learn that Jonathan doesn't know how to put on a baby Bjorn and that Iggy poops every day. Iggy does poop every day. He he like really owned up to that yeah. and like claimed the pooping. Yeah. That's I thought that was good. I mean everybody poops. But he's bad at diapers. Yeah, he's really bad at diapers. Which I guess it makes sense. He probably doesn't wear diapers. Right. He's never changed one. Yeah. Fred uh rocked it with the vacuum. Oh yeah. He was doing some crazy moves mm-hmm. running down the the aisle. Lucas stayed in the lead pretty much the whole time. Uh, he drowned the baby in he the sink, He did dunk the though. baby in the water for a little while. Yeah. And people... Blake was upset about all of the rules that Lucas broke. Yeah. But he was taking it way too seriously. Absolutely. It was yeah, ridiculous. to the point of not being fun. Like, no one wants a party pooper. Sure. Um, so and then it gets to the point where it's just Kenny versus Lucas for, like, the last few ones because everyone's too far behind or they already lost and everything. And they're setting the table. And then they get to the bouquet where Lucas gives Kenny a stiff arm as he's coming towards it and just, like, knocks him over. Yeah. he. I mean, he already had the bouquet, so he was going to win. Yeah. But I think... Yeah, so it was it was an unnecessarily aggressive move. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe he was worried because Kenny is a professional wrestler. Yeah, he so had he to could just assert take some dominance. Down. But I don't think Kenny would have done that. No, definitely not. So throughout all of this, Blake is commenting about saying all this nasty stuff about Lucas and how he's, you know, so tired of Lucas and can't believe that he hasn't burnt out already. You know, he's had enough time on the show. Mm -hmm. Isn't this a day after the first night? I think so. So he's he's talking about this like they've been together for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Get over it, Blake. Yeah. Um, So Lucas ends up winning. Yes. And uh, tries to get Ashton to Waboom, but. Ashton isn't having Ashton, anything. He just. He's so confused about Waboom. Yeah, he doesn't get it. He's just like, but why is but, that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the very end, Blake is really pissed and Mike drops the baby. <laughs> Wait, he does? Yeah, like in like the little confessional thing right oh, at I the end. That. Yeah, he was like. I thought talking. I saw Waboom like spike the baby. Oh, that on happened the too. Yeah, but I expected that one to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. All right, so that's the daytime part of the. Mm-hmm the date and it doesn't seem like lucas got a real advantage it's not like he had one-on-one time no. specifically he got to after wear that, that he got to wear that cool heart though right that said like husband material or whatever and that's yeah. all, about all he got and he got to talk to um, rachel first in the night date okay so they get in the evening portion of the date to this weird vintage shop that had a lot of neon signs and, and old video games yeah I don't know what that was. Me neither. But people were kind of excited about it. Oh, look at this game. And it was... There was just a, a lot of neon. Yeah. So she, Rachel calls Lucas away, aside, mm-hmm. but she, I noticed she were just kept referring to him as you. Yeah. Like she doesn't know what to call him. Right. Or doesn't know. Yeah. It just seemed sort of cold or yeah. friend zone Just you, you know, you can come with me and you blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, so that to me was a sign. Yeah. And so he, during their time, read her a poem. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was weird. I think that it was like, I, I fully expect, expected it to end with him saying, well, boom, but it didn't. <laughs> oh, you were waiting for it to yeah. turn into a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So it didn't get there. No, he read her a poem and he, like, he, it seemed to me that he was trying to be sweet, but it seemed kind of fake. 
Right. Like, it seemed like he wanted to be romantic and he was making a real effort at it. But I feel like regardless of the situation, he had that poem already in the bag. He, like, it wasn't sincere. Right. It's I not... wouldn't be surprised if he packed that in his luggage. Sure. I doubt he wrote that, like, in between the two dates. Yeah. So, I don't know. He lost some points for me just in how genuine he was being. Mm-hmm. Um, not because of all of the nonsense with Blake. There was a lot of that. So during his one-on-one time, Blake took the opportunity to kind of call him out in front yeah. of the guys and was trying to sort of rally the troops. But the other guys kind of just weren't into it. Right. Which made me respect all of them more. Yeah. So then she talks to Fred and uh, she tells him she's having a really hard time getting past, you know, how she used to be his camp counselor. And um, I don't think she's being fair to him. I mean, but she maybe just genuinely can't, you know, there might just be that block where she's just not going to be able to get to that romantic connection. Uh, I just want to know why he's so bad. Like, what did he do as a third grader? (laughs) You know, like she just, she can't move on and she keeps talking about how he was a bad kid. Yeah. And I think that that would help to understand what you can't get over. Yeah. And she keeps saying he was like a really bad kid too. Yeah. Again, yeah. I just I think we need to know what he did. <laughs> it's a third grader. Yeah, as a third How grader. How bad could you possibly be? Was he like pulling pranks on all the other kids, or was he like? I just I, don't know. I first I imagine that he was just like flirting with her a lot, <laughs> just because of the situation they're in now and being really inappropriate. But I'm sure that wasn't it. <laughs> oh. So Rachel starts saying that she really likes for guys to make the first move. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of show a montage of a couple one-on-ones where Jack isn't making a move. Jonathan isn't making a move. Iggy isn't making a move. It seems like he's more giving her a job interview. Yeah, they're just kind of like staring at her No for one's a being lot. romantic. Yeah. Um, oh, Jonathan weirdly is like instructing her on how to properly wipe a baby's butt. Yeah, because if you wipe it too much, you're going to irritate it. You just want to do it all in one wipe. But who – that's like the second conversation he's ever had with her. <laughs> exactly. And that's what he's talking about, the intricacies of wiping a baby butt. I mean, to be fair, the first thing he did to her was tickle her. That's so true. I'm not yeah. too surprised. <laughs> Jonathan is maybe Jonathan is an alien. They value tickling and learning how to wait properly. <laughs> yeah. Um Iggy was really sweaty too. <laughs> like Poor way Iggy. too sweaty. Then they cut over to the house where the guys are all hanging out and uh they get a date card and it's for Peter and it mm-hmm. says looking for my best friend. Yeah. Which makes a little bit more sense after you oh, learn about what yeah. the date is. Yeah, yeah. I just got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, cut to Peter and he says, you know, it's been what he's been wanting and what he's been waiting for. He never thought he was going to get one. Again, these guys are talking like they've been sitting in the house for months without attention. Right. It's like, wasn't it yesterday? (laughs) Or I don't know. I don't know how much time really goes by, but it can't be that long. No, it's not like it had been an entire week or something. Yeah. It seems very dramatic. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited for the date. Sure. Then back at the group date, the guys call out Lucas mm-hmm. uh, and say that, you know, he's there just to promote Waboom, blah, blah, blah. Then Blake starts talking about the history to Rachel. Yeah. That he's roommates with Lucas's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And at this point, I'm just like, I just want Blake to go home more than anybody else right <laughs> yeah, now. I'm so done with him. So I don't annoying. I don't care. Um, yeah. It, he seems He seems sketchy to me. And 
I'm just not really that interested. Yeah. If that's what he's going to spend his time on, it's just it's way too early yeah. to not be bothering to get to know her better. Right, and I think that's the biggest problem here. He's just not even trying to get to know Rachel. He's just he's it's like he's having a cops and robbers battle with Lucas. It's just it's stupid. It's boring. It's very boring. He also says that one of the reasons that Lucas is fake is because he brought makeup because he was worried about what he was going to look like on camera. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't see that as being that big of a deal. Not like, you really. know, you're going to be on TV mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he's an actor. It seemed like from his Instagram when I was looking up whether mm-hmm. or not Woboom was a legit thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, you're going to be on TV. I feel like you can want to look good. Like the girls all do it. So why can't the guys? Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a makeup crew for putting it on people. Anyway, right. right. Like, isn't yeah. It... But it was the fact that he brought it from home. That right. was that was suspicious. Yeah. I don't really think that's suspicious. I think it's just you're taking control of the way that you look. Yeah. And then and then Lucas and Blake have like that back and forth on the couch in front of everybody else and lucas ends it with by saying you're dismissed you're dismissed <laughs> that's it. i loved that yeah that was he also good. seemed really sad he said that some people just don't have a waboom yeah that is kind of sad right <laughs> like they don't have that thing to live for right or what yeah whatever or, waboom what, is to yeah. him it seems like kind of a spiritual thing somehow yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of a bummer i don't know maybe we all have to just find our inner waboom yeah <laughs> maybe blake just doesn't have it i don't think blake has a waboom hmm he does have a penis that girls love, though. <laughs> girls. But after saying that he's he just recently had his most serious relationship. His sex his relationship. Sex rela- <laughs> his sex relationship. That all of these women have said these things about his penis. When presumably he hasn't really had much sex before Right. That. Because it, with this last one, that's when he went from high schooler to PhD student or whatever he said about being a sex deviant i don't know <laughs> do you think it was with lucas's ex-girlfriend do you Could think you there's imagine? something there i feel like that's what's going on i feel like there there has to be some kind of relationship crossover oh maybe i don't know dean seemed to really really like ashton and mila he was a uh, he was a big fan he talked about them a lot um when they when dean and rachel were having their beginning of their conversation together yeah um, he seemed genuinely excited about it, which yeah. I mean, that that's a big deal. That's like a normal person reaction, I think. Yeah, I think so too. So we talked about how Rachel wasn't having a spark with anyone, right? And then like Blake came in and mom, mom, Lucas, and then she gets to talk to Dean, who is I think the first real spark she's had today. Yeah, she called him a breath of fresh air. Yeah, he made her laugh. He made they her. They seemed laugh. really natural together. Yeah, and then they again talked about the comment he made. About wanting to go black and never going back. Yeah, and Rachel really stood hard by the fact that she didn't have a problem with it. And she actually was upset because she wanted to use the line. Yeah. And he got to it first. So who knows? I mean, good for her. Right. And I mean, it's... It turned out, it seemed like a really gutsy thing for him to say, and it, it appears that it's uh, worked pretty well for him. Thinking about their time together, Dean says that he wishes that he, that he had kissed her, but during it, he had his hand on her thigh. He did. So they had that physical connection. Which she later was talking with somebody else about a big thing for her is the physical connection. Yeah, to feel loved. To feel loved. So cut back to Blake still talking shit about Lucas, 
And Kenny, <laughs> they show Kenny saying that he knows all about white dudes acting crazy yeah. because he's a professional wrestler, <laughs> right, right. which I think is a good way to just kind of sum it up. Yeah. It's like, it's nonsense. They're just, it's boring. I'm bored of this conflict already. Right. It was, it's been too long. Uh, I just, I want it to go away. But I do like the silly thing that Lucas said where he was like, the only leg I had to stand on are my two legs. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, he seems like he doesn't know how to have an argument. No. <laughs> and just disarms people by saying crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Kenny has his time with Rachel and they have kind of a lighthearted conversation. And then he starts talking about his daughter and he lights up and Rachel likes that. Uh, he holds her hand at the end, but he wasn't ready to kiss her. Right. Which... I get, but I feel like he needs to kind of move it along. Yeah. At some point, she's going to do the thing that all bachelors and bachelorettes do where they send the the parents home because they don't want to keep them away from their kids. So if he doesn't really, like, turn that corner romantically, I think that she's just going to send him home. So- yeah. It's it's a fine line. I think that the parents often don't want to move too quickly because they know that their kids, especially a 10-year-old, she knows she's going to see the show. She's going right. to hear about the show, and he probably doesn't want to do anything that's going to embarrass her or that her friends can tease her about. Um, but, yeah, there's got to be some kind of happy medium. And I think that he's been very respectful um, and hasn't done anything that I think would make a kid be like, oh, my dad. No, definitely not. But I also – I worry – I think just because I like Kenny so much, I want to make sure that – he sticks around. Yeah. And if that means making a move a little bit quicker. Yeah. He needs to get on that. Right. So Dean gets the group, Rose. No big surprise there. Right. I think we saw that coming. And then he he finally kisses her. He kisses her. So they walk out. I feel, I said, I wrote down that he looks like a little boy. So he's oh, wearing, I have like, that too. <laughs> he's wearing his little plaid shirt and he's got his rose pinned to his shirt and it's kind of crooked. He just like looked like a little kid he, to me. Yeah, he does. He does. And so they hug. And then they linger for a little bit, and then they kiss. And he gets lipstick all over his all face. All <laughs> over his face. I wish that they hadn't edited it out, because you could tell that she told him, and that like it was a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see from the side that he had lipstick on his face. It was like almost onto his chin. Yeah. It was weird. I wonder how often she reapplies her lipstick oh, throughout she... the night. Yeah. You don't wonder that. I don't really. Then they teased before going to commercial, uh, the Peter date, that it was a two-on-one. And immediately I got excited because I thought it was copper. Yeah. And it was. And it was. <laughs> which also made sense with the date card that said, looking for my best friend. Yes. Because it's her dog mm. that's man's best friend. Yeah. And definitely her best friend. So she mentions that he was in a bad accident and Peter... Asks about it, and she says, oh, well, we can talk about that later, but we don't get to hear we about it. We didn't hear what happened, and I was really upset. I still want to know. Yeah. But she calls him her dog child, which I think is adorable. Uh-huh. And so they get to Palm Springs. They follow some paw prints. Yep. And it's a dog pool party. Yeah. And I called, was so excited. It's called Bark Fest. Bark Fest. <laughs> I want to know, is this a one-time event, or is this like a place, like the cat cafes in yeah. New York, where you go and hang out with cats yeah i like to think that it's a a place yeah me too because you wouldn't want to like put dogs in a pool and then re- open that up as a pool for someone else i don't know we should probably look it up and see they also had a ball pit which yeah, looked like fun a ball pit they had a photo booth, a doggy photo booth. which the dog that was in the photo booth looked terrific which one was that i had some little cute dog that had all sorts of embellishments mm, okay uh there were dog smoothies but i immediately i was like well what about that cast 
with copper. Oh, yeah. And then he jumps right in the water. Yeah. It must not be like the same sort of cast that you get put on you. Yeah. I, I'm interested about the injury because the cast got changed out later and it was this like awesome navy glitter cast. Yeah. It was like the evening wear cast, yeah. <laughs> which I didn't know was a thing, but I'm very excited to see. Yeah. Uh, dog accessories. We don't mm-hmm. have pets just for listeners at home. Yeah. We don't have pets. But I really like pets. Yeah. And at some point we'll get a pet. But... Yeah. We're just not allowed to. We rent our house. Peter and Rachel have a pretty good conversation about how they would move for the right reasons. Um, and that was a thing that Rachel had a hard time with Nick when they would talk about it. Um, she would say that, oh, I'm not sure where we would end up together. And it, it seems like Peter's ready to move. And uh, Rachel also said that she would move if she needed to. So, Yeah, I was really impressed with their conversations. I think that a lot of times on the show... It's really superficial stuff, just like what an awesome time they're having and how they had such a great day. Uh, but these two really had adult conversations, like talking about logistics of where they would live and then also talking about their experiences with going to therapy oh, after yeah. being un- dissatisfied with the way their relationships were ending up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really great to show that, that these are adults and that there's no stigma about going to therapy right. to achieve your goals. And work sure. through some stuff. Between the bark fest and nighttime date, it cuts back over to the mansion, and then we learn about group date number two. And the card says swish. So this pretty- date is Jamie, Alex, Lee, Eric, Matt, Demario, Will, Diggy, Adam, and Josiah. So just a bunch of dudes. Just a bunch of dudes. <laughs> There's ten people. Swish. Basketball. It's gonna be basketball. Yeah, dudes playing basketball. Yeah. And Demario says, like, some weird stuff. He seems to have a lot of, like, not catchphrases, but he says, you know, sink with the fishes, which isn't a thing, and <laughs> built for tough. Built for tough. <laughs> built for tough. Um, yeah, and he says some other stuff later, again, that like, appropriating other slogans yeah, from he, companies. He, he says a lot of slogans and a lot of cliches. Yeah. He's a doofus. Oh, Peter and Rachel also talk about their teeth. Oh, yeah, the gap in their teeth. Yeah, and that they, you know, they kept it because it adds character. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So that night, Rachel and Peter have the second half of their date, and, you know, it's the usual dinner scene that happens in The Bachelor and Bachelorette, except there's a doggy bed on the ground when they come in, and Copper gets to sit there while they eat. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty great. And so this is when they have their grown-up conversations. And eventually Rachel gives Peter the rose and they kiss, which to me I wrote down slow-mo kisses because they seemed like he was a slow-moving kisser. Oh, yeah. Just I don't, just that, an observation. Just an observation. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But um, I think after the kind of icky kisses from last week. Yeah. This one was definitely a lot. I feel like we have to talk about the kisses. That's never a thing that I would pay that much attention. I think usually I avert my eyes because it's so uncomfortable right. to just watch people kiss. Yeah. Um, but now I'm paying more attention and trying to observe the nuances. Yeah. So he gets a kiss, a rose, and then they go outside for a walk and fireworks finale. Is Copper okay with fireworks? That's it. like, I was so concerned. Oh. Dogs freak out about yeah, fireworks do. sometimes. And we couldn't see him during it. They probably kept him inside. Yeah. I just, I was, I was so preoccupied. I didn't even think of that. With what was going on with Copper and like his leg, if he's startled, does it hurt? Yeah. I like Copper. You do like Copper. <laughs> I'm glad that there's a pet. <laughs> yeah, it's great. 
I, I think that that date was. Mm, that date was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. They seem to have such a good connection. Yep. And it seemed like the the typical um, bachelorette date, you know, where it's like they have their fun daytime thing and then they go have their romantic dinner and then there's fireworks at the end. Right. It all just seemed so perfect. And it, I think it was a really good date. It was especially good because it was fireworks and not a private concert. Oh, private concert. <laughs> private concerts are the worst. Yeah. That's something that once it comes up, I'm sure we'll spend too long on about how uncomfortable they make us feel. That's like my worst nightmare. A private concert. Maybe, maybe it's, I don't know if it's worse or better the ones where it's a public concert, but they're on like a raised platform. That's got to be worse because there's so weird. many more people. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely They're both really bad, though. Yeah. Just do fireworks instead. Yeah, go, Rachel. Fireworks. That was a good decision. Yeah. Then we get to the group basketball date. And I noticed that Alex has a little ponytail on the top of his head. Yeah, I noticed that, too. That's kind of cool. No, I wouldn't have a ponytail. But I don't, I don't have hair. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have his type of hair. Right. Josiah said a really weird thing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to get to it. He said that dress or those, those leggings fit her body like a Coke bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I don't think that's a thing. That sounds like something. I mean, that... I know exactly what he means, though. Sure. Like the like the glass ones. Yeah, because they have like that those curves. I guess the plastic ones kind of have curves, too. Hmm. Not kind as of. much, though. The glass one, it makes more sense. Yeah. Not like a two-liter. Not like a two-liter. <laughs> <laughs> Those leggings fit her bo- body like a two-liter bottle of coat. No. And then, so again, she has a special friend. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's pretty That's crazy. really awesome. It's like a big deal. Rachel brings out the big guns yeah. for these dates. She has the best celebrity guests. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very tall. He's very tall. He's looking old. He is old. Well, right. He is old. Um, he's still still really tall. Still really tall. He's a, He seems like a super nice guy. Super nice guy. And I like how he talks about how basketball can be a good insight into relationships yeah. and how people will behave uh, cooperatively and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he, he basically started the game off being like, hey, I know some of you can't play basketball, yeah. Lee. And he's like, that's not a big deal. It's more about the communication and your teamwork. So yeah. I thought that was nice because some people in a sport aren't going to be as good. And I mean, it's just, it's not everyone's game. And games aren't everyone's game. I hate games. <laughs> you do hate games. And sports. <laughs> and sports. Because I like to be the best at everything. Yeah. Rachel mentions that DeMario is a favorite at this point. Yeah. And, but then he dunks on her. And so that's like a little bit of a red flag. Yeah, he kind of got too much into the game, I think. Yeah, he got really competitive, and uh, he thinks that DeMario says that women love watching their man play basketball. So he really like thinks that this is a way to win somebody over. Yeah. But dunking on her, and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar says that there's a possibility for a Jekyll and Hyde scenario right. with DeMario. I think that's pretty insightful. It is pretty insightful. Which, Eric is dancing. Eric's dancing. He so he dances for like a really long time. He like, but he's not holding the ball, so he's not traveling. He no. just has the ball on the ground. Yep. And is dancing, and Rachel's not into it. No. 
And then he goes down, tries to shoot, and misses it. And Chris Harrison calls him out on it. He's like, if you're going to dance like that, you got to make the shot. Yeah. And then there's some basketball playing. And I didn't take any notes because I don't really care. No, it doesn't really matter. But my favorite part of that, the crowd shots was that AJ was in there. Yes, that was good. <laughs> they And they should have – I think they missed some opportunities to – kind of sneak him in at other moments yeah i think that's gonna happen throughout the season well at least when adam's in the show i think they'll sneak they'll sneak him in i like i would like him to show up on other group dates where adam is not there like i think we could have used some aj uh during the waboom drama oh in yeah. the other group date yeah just to break up break things up keep it interesting i think it would be good in a nighttime session of the date too just because they get like a little heavy with the blake and lucas drama so, you know, having AJ in there it would just be like him poking around the corner or something. Yeah. Get him. I also think that, like, the marker on his face is starting to run a little bit. <laughs> he might have gotten wet. It's getting a little dirty. <laughs> He's not a real person. That's so. true. Um, then enters Lexi. Lexi. So it's the end of the basketball game. All of the public is coming and Taking greeting selfies. Rachel and being like, we love you. We're so glad you're the bachelorette. And Lexi shows up who says that Demario was her boyfriend for seven months, then ghosted her. He just stopped communicating right before the, after the final roast. Mm -hmm. Not cool. Not cool. I'm not sure what's actually going on with this. Um, there's not. I mean, it's it's hard to know, like, the re both sides of the story and which one's real. Um, I'm going to go with hers, though. I mean, something, even if she's being more dramatic about it, there's definitely something going on. You don't upset someone to that extent if you're being a good person right. and, like, a good communicator in the relationship. Like, he was definitely stringing her along. Sure. Uh, she swears on her kittens her ki that her, she's not lying. First, yeah. her dead father, or her, her father's grave, which who may not be dead. I don't <laughs> right. know. And then her kittens. Her and kittens. which one do you think is more serious? Oh, definitely the kittens. The kittens. Yeah. Depends on her know. dad, I guess. No, that's true. Yeah. So Demario comes out. Starts it off with, oh, who's this? Acts like he has no idea who she is. Yeah. What a bastard. And then is just like, oh, this chick's a psycho. And yeah, then, and Rachel tries to get to the bottom of it, gives him ample opportunity to explain the situation, but keeps just being weird about it. Yeah. Then Lexi says she has message proof and shows the message proof after all of the opportunities she gave DeMario to tell him about it, tell her about it. And Rachel's just like, I'm done with you. I don't think you want to be here with me, so you should just go. No, that's not what she says. She says, I'm really going to need you to get the fuck out. I don't like being embarrassed. <laughs> okay. You're being way too calm about it. She was pissed. Oh, yeah. She was and then pissed. she was like, this is not what I signed up for. And she paced around all around the gym. The cameras <laughs> followed her all over the place. Meanwhile, Chris Harrison is just standing in the middle <laughs> right. of the gym. She's just standing there kind of waiting for her to want to talk to him. And she's just pissed and wandering. Yeah. And eventually... She walks into the locker room. The poor guys are just sitting there, delighted to see her, like, oh, wondering hey! what's going on. But they're all happy and total mood change. Yeah. They have no idea what just happened. She says that she's keeping it 100. <laughs> Again, she's still keeping it 100. <laughs> My new favorite phrase. Um, I'm always late to learn things like this. I'm sure keeping 100 been, has been a thing for a while. But she's, she's sad that she sent people home who were serious and keeping it 100, and kept him instead, who is a loser. Right. So, let me get to the nighttime. It's pretty somber to start. They get to Clifton's Cabinet of Curiosities. 
another weird venue. Again, I don't know what this place is for. <laughs> <laughs> it's for renting weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, Diggy expresses that he thinks it's really important to distract Rachel, which I think is a good way to go. Sure. Let's move on. Like, we don't need the whole evening to be about what happened. And that always happens. Like It always happens. At least they edit it. So, like, the first few people that talk about it, that's all they talk about. Yeah. Lee is really excited. He's like, oh, it's one less guy to get the rose. Yeah. Smart. Smart. But, like, all right, dude. Like, yeah. you don't need to make this about you <laughs> so fast. <laughs> yeah. Rachel says that Demario was a dirty dog, and, and the camera cuts to, the cuts raccoon. to this weird old dead raccoon with his t- like fangs coming out. Yeah, that was great. That, that was, was some good, good editing. Yeah. I like those people, whoever the editor is that do shots like that. I sure. think that they are probably also involved in AJ hanging around. Oh, definitely. Josiah gets a kiss. Yeah, during his one-on-one for being protective. Yeah, he talks about her crying and that he didn't like it. Uh, and then, so he's all fired up, then total attitude change. He says, but I like you. Gets mm-hmm. a big smile on his face and kisses her. Yeah. That's it. To me, it was too fast of a transition. Like, yeah. I don't want someone to be talking about me crying and making it seem like they like that. Yeah. That, that is how <laughs> it came off. I'm sure there was more time in between. That's true. But. The editing made it seem like, whoa, Josiah. Like, <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Then, you know, like more people talk about what happened um diggy's wearing clear glasses i noticed that in every shot of diggy he has a different pair of glasses on. diggy brought a lot of glasses with yeah him. do you think they're real or are they just i don't know they might be are there times where he's not wearing glasses i don't know we'll have to pay attention or not or not because it's not that big of a deal jamie sits down on the couch and is on the complete opposite side like he could not have sat farther away from her when he sits down it's like she's a snake and he's like i know i need to sit near you but i don't want to be too close because you'll bite me yeah so obvious chemistry going on there will read some kind of inspirational poster to her or something about success being like knowing that you changed someone's life yeah but nice nice i'd like more context yeah right (laughs) not not so romantic i don't think no, but I mean, maybe like to know that that's important to him. Okay. You know, he's not shallow. That's true. If that's what success means to you, not yeah. just being rich and having 800 pairs of glasses. That's true. 575 pairs of shoes. <laughs> Alex okay. sings some Russian <laughs> gobbledygook song. Which, which, I thought, which I thought was awesome because he knows that he can't sing, but he's still just putting himself out there. It sounded totally made up. Oh, I, it, it might have been. <laughs> I was thinking that, like, she has no idea what he could be saying anything to her. But maybe that's not being generous. I'm sure that he sang a real song and it just didn't sound very good. Yeah. He and Lee should start a band. Oh, could you imagine? It'd be wonderful. (laughs) Eric is a really weird hugger and, like, they had a really loud kiss and he kind of grosses me out. They're kiss was so loud (laughs) yeah i wrote down very smacky kiss i said passionate loud kiss eric asks what her love language is Mm. which is a foreign concept to me but they both seem to get it yeah and that's good i'm glad that they're communicating effectively with each other she says that her love language is quality time and physical touch and he really expresses that he needs that quality time as well, which to me seemed like he's begging for a one-on-one. Yeah. Did you get that? 
Yeah, I see that. I didn't pick it up then, but that's definitely what it sounds like. Yeah, because he really needs that time to make a connection. And then she's like, well, there's also the physical touch aspect. So then they kiss. Right. And it's very smacky. And it's very smacky and loud. We don't see what happens with Lee or Matt or Adam. I don't know if that's a bad sign for them or they'll just pass through. Yeah, it's tough to tell. Yeah. Who knows? Then we have a really dreary, rainy day, and Iggy explains to us <laughs> so kindly yeah, right. that this is appropriate uh, because of what happened with Demario. So the weather oh, is I, mirroring. I didn't pick that up. Oh, yep. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, we have Iggy. I hope he stays around for a long time. Yeah. Keep him to the end just so we know what's going on. So, yeah. when, so when he loses and gets second, he can explain it to us. I want to know what Iggy's love language is. Oh. Really Pro- concrete statements, probably. <laughs> Uh, at this point, I wrote down Diggy has a lot of glasses. So yeah, this, this must have been where I hit my threshold well, of like, Diggy's got a, he's been wearing a lot of different ones. Well, I think what happened was right before that, we saw him wearing clear glasses and then it cuts to another scene where he's wearing other ones and then he's in the confessional and he has different glasses from both <laughs> of those. Yeah. So for the night date, Rachel walks in and everyone goes, oh, damn. Yeah. Well, her dress was really pretty. Yeah. It had that gold beading that mm-hmm. just looked like these really nice bands that fit her very well. Good job. She's doing well with her wardrobe. Brian gets one-on-one time. He didn't get a date this week. Right. And she tries to say that, you know, he shouldn't be worried about that. She didn't get a one-on-one the first week either after getting the first impression rose. And they kiss and he wipes his mouth afterwards, which to me is a sign that like something's not going right. Like he finds it icky or something? No, like the alignment is oh, not they good. Oh, they're not kissing right. <laughs> like he he just gives it a big wipe because there's spit all over his face. Or maybe it's just too much lipstick all over his face. No, it didn't look like that oh. to me. It's It definitely seemed like a spit problem. <laughs> um, and so then he, he reiterates again that he's good with his hands and that he wants to give her a back rub. He has – he's set up – uh, present for her right well i guess they didn't show this before but he he gave her a coupon in the last episode right which she's cashing in now because he told her to i think yeah and that's good that she is cashing it in soon although right she didn't choose to he's just giving her the opportunity to i think i'm not sure i, I don't know i can't really remember i just how know that, that you gave me back rub coupons at one point and yeah. i used them as a bookmark then Dun, dun, dun. We have some security guard action. <laughs> yeah. The one guy, he radios and he's like, what's your 20? What's your 20? I'm at the front. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that that's the appropriate response to what's your 20. It could be. Then. I, I think there would be a code for that. Yeah, probably. Then. Chris Harrison comes out to talk to DeMario. It's like, hey, what's up? And then... DeMario, I think, is just trying to save face here. Oh, I think so, too. Like, he realizes there's no coming back from this, but mm-hmm. he wants people to not think that he's such a scumbag. Right. But people are going to still think he's a scumbag. Sure. The guys. So Chris interrupts one-on-one time with Fred. Right. Which Fred desperately needs. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. And uh, Lee comes over to figure out what's going on, too. So the two of them are eavesdropping on yeah. Chris's conversation with Rachel. Yep. And they go round up the guys they run up the guys and it, it gets weird like there's a weird like mob mentality yeah i feel like one of them should have like a burning pitchfork. steak and, yeah, yeah. Pitchfork and... it's like that scene in um beauty and the beast uh-huh. when the mob goes you know they're like we're gonna kill the yeah, beast exactly that's what it felt like to yeah. me yeah and i didn't make that reference because of the recent movie that came out because i didn't see it 
I'm talking about the original cartoon version mm -hmm. of Beauty and the Beast. Yes. That's the only one there is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Taking a stand <laughs> in this live action nonsense. Uh, Kids like cartoons. Kids like cartoons. Keeping it 100. But. <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. Use. I don't think you use that right. Keeping it 1900s. <laughs> Keeping it 1900s. <laughs> Keeping it 90s. The interaction between Chris and Rachel when he starts talking to her about it she like she's all happy again and everything she's like oh i'm feeling so much better than i did last night and then chris is like well about that yeah and then like brings her right back down and it's just like yeah i loved though that he was like well there's someone here to see you and she was like who yeah like do you think she thought it was nick or oh something? could you imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know who else she was expecting i feel like someone should make a list of possible choices yeah and then she just at that point wants to see what he has to say. And I get that. I would be yeah. curious too. I mean, sure. part of me would be like, I don't want to give you any more time. Yeah. But it would also be good if he was going to just come clean to just make her feel like validated in what she did. Right. In sending him home. Yep. And then the episode ends. To be continued. To be continued. I don't like that. No. You know, you invest two hours in watching the show. Like, I want some kind of resolution at yeah. the end. Just saying. And Just they saying. did that a lot last season. Oh, almost every week. There was never a rose ceremony at the end. Yeah. There was always drama just being carried over. What do you think is going to happen next week with the DeMario situation? I think that Rachel is going to want to talk to him and that all the guys are going to be awkwardly standing behind her being all... Macho or whatever. Yeah. But she wants... She's going to be like, let me hear him out. Mm -hmm. And the guys are going to yell things at him. And feel good about themselves. Right. I don't know who's going to go home. It's I haven't so, had enough time to think about it. Sure. it's And it's so tough to tell because you just see, like, these weird snippets and, like, some people didn't even apparently get time with her. So, I don't know. I have no idea who's going to go home. Yeah. I don't have strong feelings about it. I think there's still so many people that there's plenty. She has plenty of people to choose from that she won't have a connection with. I think most right. of the guys on that first group date she yeah. wasn't feeling it with. Um, Iggy's little one-on-one -on -one that we saw from he was this the thumb night. War? Yeah, he's thumb war. That's not, that's not romantic. No. I mean, I guess at least he's touching her. Yeah. But... Which is better than Adam and his Barbie dream house that he's building. <laughs> um, yeah. something with dolls, dolls again, right? So he had AJ oh. and now he's got the Barbies. Maybe finger puppets next week. It's just getting smaller. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So that's week two of The Bachelorette. I'm Jake. I'm Sarah. And this is still our unnamed podcast. <laughs>